Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Self-Medicated Podcast. Shit, I don't even know what today is. It the 18th? Yep. Podcast for the 18th? Mm-hmm. Memorial Day. Almost Memorial Day. Basically summertime. But uh, yeah, this is the Self-Medicated Podcast. Your home for moderately informed takes. I am your host, Troy Aleem, a.k.a. The Wayfair, a.k.a. Young Quinn Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss. I am joined with my co-host, co-captain, or no, just the captain, captain of the igloo, young, popular, and friendly, uh, a.k.a. The Box Hunter, a.k.a. One Pot Poppy. And yeah, like I said, this is a self-medicated podcast for May 18th, Monday, May 18th, 2020. Another motherfucking week of the quarantine. Mm. Um, We just out here. Um, I wanted to start this podcast and probably every podcast from now on with our housekeeping items. So let's just knock this shit out at the front instead of at the end. So uh, obviously follow us on Instagram at the self med pod. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review wherever the fuck you're listening to this uh, because you can get it anywhere. I mean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. You got an Alexa, you could tell her to play the self-medicated podcast. I figured out how to set that up. Google Home, too. All of that shit. All of that shit. So just uh, listen to us on there. Subscribe, leave a review. Another new thing that I want us to start doing is figuring out what other pods to collab with. So this is a a popular thing, I think, in the quarantines that pods are collabing with each other. But uh, let's hop on that wave, man. And we're going to rely on y'all to tell us who we should be collaborating with. So tag any dope podcast that you listen to in our shit um, and, and we'll try to reach out and, and link with them. Anything else on the collabs? Any 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 uh, collabs you aspire to collab mm, with? Mm, mm, mm. Like I said, I, I gotta make my trip to Houston first. But, <laughs> but you got nothing to do with podcasts, bro. <laughs> no, it, does, it has something to do with podcasts. Barely. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> not lying. <laughs> oh man, I think the dream podcast for me, even though I don't think me personally, I would have no business on this podcast. But I just think it'd be dope to meet that person, and experience their studio. It would be uh, Joe Rogan. Mm. I feel like he's the top tier, like independent, yeah, podcasters. Yeah, I want to see what equipment that nigga use. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I definitely want to see what equipment you yeah, building. <laughs> right. What's weird is if I were to collab with another podcast, it's a podcast that doesn't exist. Mm. And that would be a Kanye West podcast. Would that just be an interview? Right? No. A podcast. <laughs> so so think about this. Okay. The way that the self-medicated podcast is structured is we're going to bring you the current events with a, like moderately informed take right like that's our shit it's like we know a little bit we don't know everything most of it is speculation but we're just thinking about the shit as we're potting it right ain't that what the fuck kanye do <laughs> on twitter like basically right so like imagine the epic rants imagine the like tangents motherfuckers would go on <laughs> imagine the like random thoughts of nothingness that may manifest into pretty cool ideas at some point like that would be a very interesting collab Think about it, an hour and a half, just literally uh, thinking with Ye, that would be like pretty entertaining. You need to have more structure when you talk to him, because otherwise, it would just be a whole bunch of like, non sequitur, 
points, and I'm, maybe that's what you want. <laughs> I mean, listen, I think I, I don't think know it'll that work be for, much of a collaboration. I guess I think it'll work for an episode. I don't think it'll work for any anything. Else. Yeah. Think about how. So you mentioned Joe Rogan. Think about when Rogan and Elon Musk are talking to each other, mm-hmm. right? That level of just like evaluation of things, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is I mean, I listened to their podcast and them niggas was literally just thinking to each other, right? Like, they were just sharing thoughts and ideas. That's all they were doing. And so, thinking about the perception of how Kanye thinks and the way that we approach topics, I feel like he would be a good person to, like, have a good 90 minutes of just wild-ass perspectives and takes on regular-ass shit. Even though you're on this Jesus... Jesus yep. shit right now. Oh well, yeah, no, I think <laughs> that's what fucks it up. I, I, I want to ask some wild questions. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that it's a pie means he's gonna be guarded to some extent. Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Well, fuck all, all right. that. What was the MySpace days like for you? <laughs> right, right. Nobody's talked about that. That's he, true. This nigga was wilding. <laughs> yeah, social media used to be so fun, bro. Mm. It's so scary now. Mm. It literally used to be just the funnest shit ever. I I was uh I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I had uh, I had a Twitter before I had a Facebook, because when I was coming up, Facebook was only for college students at certain schools. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like regular motherfuckers couldn't have I Facebook. Yeah. I had a Twitter, and Twitter was lit 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 <laughs> back then. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Twitter was Twitter was a whole another thing. It was a different. A different a different platform wow wow yeah it was wild it was wild so yeah uh and then the last housekeeping item that i want to touch on last week we started the organic shout outs uh last week we mm-hmm. gave it to the high key podcast this week's organic shout out goes to zoe in the shade with your tea podcast mm-hmm. coming through with the quote-unquote freak nasty shady ho shit um but yeah her podcast is lit it's actually yeah, very it. entertaining <laughs> Um, you know, at the self-medicated pod, we always support the whole shit. Um, so yeah, check out that pod, Shade with your T. I think there's some E's and threes mixed together with that. Um, but shout out to Zoe in that pod. Um, it's lit. We gotta shout out the um, the number one fan. Also, the only person to leave us the iTunes review. My homie, my friend Tiana, aka Raisha. Hey. She's been holding us down. Always hits us up with the good. Reviews is always supportive and hell yeah, you know, I appreciate that. So, thank you. Big shout out, big, 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 big shout out. Yeah, I want to do these shout outs at the front end, man, because like people need to, as soon as they hear our shit, hear what we're happy about <laughs> and, and people supporting <laughs> us. So, like, shout out to that, man. Shout out to them. <clears throat> shout out to shout out to anybody, um, leaving reviews, interacting with our shit. Uh, shout out to y'all. We love y'all. It's lit. Let's get to the shits, man. You ready? Oh, yeah. What's up with your man's boozy, bro? That's your problematic face. Man, so listen. I feel like we've recorded you saying. Fuck. All right, so listen. Listen, 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 listen. He is my problematic fave, and this controversy is an example of why he's my problematic fave. Here's the thing. So earlier this week, Boosie got caught up uh, in some interwebs (laughs) by making a statement that, um, or admitting to paying for prostitute to give his underage family members sexual favors. 
the crazy thing about this is I remember when that happened last year and nobody said nothing about it. Uh, I think people were talking about it. It wasn't not that, to this level. Not though. to this level, for sure. But people definitely talked about it. Because now niggas is quarantined. So exactly. They... <laughs> Can't ignore it no more. Yeah, I guess. So that's that's what's happened. He admitted to paying to have a prostitute give his young underage family members sexual favors, and that's just kind of fucked up. Uh, it's very fucked up, actually. The type of trauma that that introduces into a child's life. Obviously, it's unacceptable. It's not, you know, the type of thing that you would want, <laughs> right? Like, that's um, not an ideal situation. This might be a hot take. But what if the kid asks for it? Is he going to be in trauma then? So this is... Uh, um, <laughs> this, this immediately gets complicated, bro. You immediately... <laughs> made it complicated. I feel like when I was that age, I don't know if that's something I would have wanted, but I might have been interested in it. It's maybe not something you would have inquired about, yeah, right? Not to say that it should have happened, but... And that brings me to the point... Nobody's talking to the kid. I, I would say, um, yes, nobody is talking to the kid, first and foremost. But then also, at what point should you be talking to kids about the decisions that they want to make? This is relevant because I think a lot of people and and Boozy actually was involved in the conversation about Dwayne Wade and his daughter. I was just about to bring that up. Um, And what type of autonomy or control do you give a child to make decisions about their own life? Right. (laughs) And the problem here is that what I feel like most people who feel like uh, who are in support of Dwayne Wade and against Boozy are going to say is, well, it depends. And that's where, like, as soon as you start qualifying events mm. as to up to interpretation as to what's okay, that's where it becomes complicated. And that's where sure. I think that the rift comes from. So the problem, the clear wrong thing in this situation is an underage person engaging in sexual activities. The nuance of this is, like you mentioned, what is the what is the child talking about or saying? Mm. And then from a parent's perspective, what type of autonomy do you give a child to experience the world and introduce them to the world? Right? True. But yeah, man. And so so that's the like, to me, that's the very surface level of this conversation. The other thing to me that's complicated about this whole boozy situation is the generational trauma, the... Um, change in times, change in perspectives, what's okay mm. back then and what's okay versus now. Like, all of that shit is brought up because there is a generational divide here. Mm. And there is some chasm of understanding of what is okay and what is not okay between, you know, I think culturally, I think generationally, I think mm. shit, regionally, probably, <laughs> to some extent. Y'all know Boosie yeah. from the South, so yeah. like. Oh no, it's a, it's a it's a very complicated issue, and it, it to me it brings in the question: How do you hold people accountable to old shit for what they're doing now and like the times now? So it's weird. It's very fucking weird. I'm curious, like if you have Boosie in front of you, and y'all just chilling, and he happened to bring this up, and you're like, "Man, why are these people tripping about this?" What would you say to him about that? How would you kind of explain to him why? 
this might not have been healthy behavior introduced to a 12 or a 13 year old or whatever. What I would probably say to Boosie is, man, listen, I'm not a therapist. I'm not, I don't like know how to do this. I do know how, like. like we're on a, keeping the homies accountable. Yeah, on that type of level. What I would say is, my assumption would be that someone, some older OG for Boozy did that for to him. True. Right? Somebody did the same thing and 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 introduced him to sex in that in that same exact way, and mm. that's what kind of introduced him to it and made desensitize him to that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a fair assumption. So what I would ask him is. Do you think it was anything wrong with that? We already know the answer to that. And he's going to say no. Yeah. Right? Yep. So then what I would say is what I would start, I would start asking questions to try to connect dots between that experience and mm-hmm. how he started treating people subsequently or like just trying to draw some parallels based on that experience and different experiences he's had and how he may have handled them. Just as a homie, and it's hard because I don't know that nigga, so I can't, like, give him specific examples, but I may ask, like, certain shit. Like, damn, I I don't know. It's certain shit I may ask along that line of questioning to... to... I think the most popular question I saw or point people were making about this was, if this was a a 12 or a 13-year-old girl, how would people feel about that? And also, how would he feel about that? Because I think he has daughters. So I already kind of... So many people like, nah, that's not right. There is probably where you can have the conversation about like, what makes you think it's right for your boys and not for your girls. Right. So maybe hitting them along that line of questioning might get you some. Maybe, yeah, maybe I not. agree. I agree. I mean, that's yeah. always a good. Uh, in my experience, that's always a good way to like when niggas is being misog- misogynist and like really f- fucking toxic. Mm. It's like, my nigga, don't you have a mom? Mm. <laughs> like that's a that's the real that's the quickest way to like get somebody to like pause and like think about it a little bit. Yeah, I feel like I would approach that conversation with Boozy as being a stranger and somebody that's just having a one-on-one conversation a little bit differently yeah. from his son's perspective only because of that dynamic cuz I don't know the nigga. Right? Like I think that niggas get defensive when they're talking about the women in their lives. Right. There's a there is a, <laughs> there's a certain defensive block that goes in. Mm-hmm. And as a stranger trying to have that conversation, I don't think we would have the rapport to like dive into that and for yeah, that to be a vulnerable. When I mentioned that, and that's what I mean, you bring up his daughter. But I mean, like, sure. he has a young daughter, so he probably has feelings and emotions about that topic. You don't have to particularly because that. Yeah. Nigga might try to fight you. <laughs> so I was yeah. fucking his daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean. Yeah, so the reason so um, the reason why Boosie is my problematic fave is because very, very unintentionally and very unwillingly, and I know this ain't his purpose at all. But gets the conversation going. He gets conversations going amongst people that should be having these conversations. And I mm. think he bridges the gap between the woke and the still kind of drowsy mm. in a way that advances dialogue unintentionally. So like I can't give him any credit for any of this mm-hmm. shit, right? Like I can't <laughs> I can't say like yo, shout out to Boozy for it. No, I can't do that. But yeah. what I can say is this is a motherfucking figurehead that at this point time and time again has sparked and advanced conversations that we have very much needed in our community. And so mm-hmm. 
and at the same time being very fucking entertaining. So like this is it's the perf to me it's the perfect mix. To me that's why he's my problematic fave. I can't condone any of his opinions or thoughts on any fucking thing. You know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, um yeah. It's boosting. Yeah. We wouldn't be having these conversations without him, so That's true. That's true. And they're very least, much needed conversations. Because yeah. it's not because I guess a lot of times when celebrities or individuals make statements or have um Situations come up, they always try to accuse or cancel that individual and never really get into the root of the cause. Because right. it's not, never usually just that one person. It's always a societal or structural thing. So, yeah, appreciate Boosie for that at least. Because he does get people talking. <laughs> Absolutely. Time and time again. I'm waiting on this show. I, I, I've heard like three different <clears throat> channels supposed to be having a little Boosie reality show. Ooh. Mm. Would you yeah. watch it? Absolutely. What would be the best uh, platform I mean, for a Boosie show? Obviously, VH1, because they love that Black Ratchet shit. Shout out to Black Ink. Um, hey, Black Ink <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I either that or it had to be an internet show to really portray what Boosie's into and not censor him down too much. It couldn't necessarily probably be on, definitely couldn't be on network TV. It would have to be on paid cable or just internet shit. And if he had like some kind of setup where like you pay five or $10 a month or uh, you pay a certain price to watch all the episodes, I definitely would do that. I would watch that before I watch The Last Dance. Really? We're going to get into The Last Dance later. Uh, Although I'm, I need to start watching because these memes are hilarious. Oh my like god! Like the Jordan with the uh, iPad and dude, start laughing. Dude, yo, man, <laughs> the memes. If nothing else, just like uh, Tiger King. If nothing else, mm. watch it for the memes. <laughs> if nothing else, ah. watch it for the memes. It's le- legitimately just like that. Especially being a sports fan and and like just being privy to the other personalities involved mm. in this story. Mm. I'm telling you, you're gonna fuck with it. But I also admire you because you're stashing that. That's a good 10 hours of content mm. <laughs> in the tuck. Memorial so Day, nigga. Man, Woo! I'm not even. I'm not. Cause niggas I'm, can't go outside, really. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> go buy I'm me not some mad barbecue and watch some uh, last dance. Exactly. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. Back to other artists in the news. Beyond Lil Boozy, man. Snoop and Takashi69. I missed that one. What? Okay. All right, so I both of them, so I don't know how the fuck I missed yeah, that. Me either. It's been it's been blowing up the uh, the interwebs. Mm-hmm. So as you all know, and y'all have heard, if you are in tune with the self medicated podcast, our take, how we feel about Takashi Six Nine, what he's doing, and all of that good stuff. As most of y'all know, he's out of jail. He's back home. He's back on the internet. He's back trolling. <laughs> and this week, he decided to take. Uh, shots at one of the most respected figures in hip hop of all time. Okay. Snoop Diggity Dog. Snoop himself. So Takashi posted a video of him watching a Suge Knight interview. I think we, those of us privy to the music industry, know the interview that we're talking about where Suge was a little salty and and saying some kind of unsavory things about Snoop. And and Takashi's trolling ass was sitting in a fucking bubble Montclair with a bowl of cereal right up in front of the TV <laughs> watching the interview. Um, 
and like, yo, uh, he and then he posted something like, yo, should I just tell y'all all of the rappers that snitched in hip hop? Mm. Uh, because they told me as soon as they locked me up. Ooh. Right? Hmm. And so then he started coming at Snoop like, hey, yo, OG, we need to talk. <laughs> like, oh, hey, man. man. How the fuck did I miss all that? <laughs> yeah, basically, so basically, Takashi mm. is like, hey, yo, Snoop. Snoop did beat that murder case. He says, Snoop, I, let's talk. Mm. Let's have a conversation. Mm. And Snoop goes, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Listen here, and when a direct quote, rat boy, <laughs> I am not the one. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> just son, stop. Is <laughs> basically the sentiment yeah, that's You better Snoop see what happened up. to Whoa Vicky when she was talking shit about Snoop. Listen, man. <laughs> Two hours later. Listen, man. I like to apologize to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Listen, man. That nigga think he hit hiding. He already had to move twice. I know Snoop will put some niggas on his head. It's Crips in New York, nigga, in Jersey, wherever the fuck you at. Uh, six nine. Better be careful. I mean, it's just niggas who love Snoop. <laughs> wherever you niggas, are, yeah, it's yeah. somebody who loves Snoop. So this whole situation brought up a couple of things for me, man. One was that Kendrick line where I'm the only one next to Snoop that could push the button. Mm. That was a that line is super scary to me right now. Mm. What if he does have something though? Like, so that's the other thing. <laughs> so the other thing is this guy six nine. Pretty sure at this point we can be fairly confident that whatever he's doing on the surface, there's something deeper to it, <laughs> right? Uh. So rest assured mm. that he has something. Something that he can flip, something mm. that he can make the argument to his easily influenced. He has something. He has something. <laughs> He's not doing this for no reason. He has. Or is he trolling though? Maybe his troll. Maybe he has the fact that Snoop was arrested and got out. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's all. I mean, he has. even though Snoop didn't really do nothing, it was his bodyguard. Exactly, but is, I mean, so. maybe that's all he has is yeah. the fact that Snoop was involved in the court case and got out. Maybe yeah. that's literally the end of what he has. But, like, maybe he's doing his Takashi thing and, and rolling mm. that into something bigger, whatever. But the point is... This may be a misstep for him. May? <laughs> it's may? one thing to troll, like, it's one young thing to niggas troll. that are claim to be tough. Listen, but the, Chief Keef and, and fucking the fuck YG and whoever the fuck else yeah. this nigga is, they are not... Snoop. <laughs> I just want that to be. Yeah, those like they're more this of the is internet era. Different. Yeah. we're talking about here. Um, the reason why OGs from Snoop's era get so upset and so mad about niggas like Takashi is because <laughs> niggas like Takashi are still walking around doing this type of shit mm. at this point, and so you probably don't want to, even if. Like, best case scenario for Takashi coming out of this Snoop shit is probably nothing good for anyone. Yeah, like, just, <laughs> right? Like, this nigga gave himself five stars on GTA. Like, <laughs> <laughs> with that shit. It's. You already had four and a half. It's. Now. It's. 
this nigga's wild. This is not like this is not what you want to come back doing. I would I would have understood a lot more if you would have came at some more of the internet internet age mm. people. Um, so, but ah, this is if you were him, man, how is, would you come out? Because I if feel I was like, who Takashi. Because like I feel like he's the first rapper to embrace snitching, which is very interesting to me. But that just might be a sign of the times. But. The fact that he's able to embrace snitching and still put up numbers, I don't know if it's necessarily going to lead to money, but just the fact that he flipped the rap world on his head by doing that. So if you came out, are you doing these antics or laying low, like switching your whole strategy? I'm doing one of two things. I'm okay. either... I'm, <laughs> so there's three options here. One is to lay low. Yep. One is to go back to doing what you were doing. What she's doing. The other is to just switch up your shit. Doing a rebrand. Right. Okay. I would choose both of the other options before I chose his. If I had to rank them, the one he chose is the last one mm. I would choose to do, is to continue doing the shit. Because that's the shortest term play to me. The mm. longer term plays are to either, um, you can you can switch it up, and you don't even have to completely switch it up. You can still be kind of tangentially involved, just be a fucking clown about it, right? Like, you could be the clown gangster, because you, what I... I mean, that's, in his eyes, I feel like that's what he thinks he's doing, because he's like, this was successful, so I'm going to keep doing it. What? But what you do, what you do then, is mm -hmm. you call Snoop. Okay. Behind the scenes, and be like, hey, yo, OG, man, listen. Snoop is definitely not taking that and call. And he's not going to take that call. <laughs> Go ahead. And so what you, what you have to do is then you have to get creative and mm. maybe you just do skits or maybe mm. you do something so outrageous and outlandish that fucking Snoop chuckles and retweets it one day. You know what I'm saying? Like, Huh. That to me is a path. That's a new grind that you have yeah. to go on, right? And is, and being dedicated to this industry like that, that's a route that you could go. Make yourself that's a the, long play. The endearing snitch. Exactly. <laughs> that's but but that's a lot of work that you would have to do to like mm. bring folks like a Snoop on to like this motherfucker like to feel bad about you for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? The other play is to switch up your strategy and just do something completely different. Mm. Maybe you could become an advocate against crime. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, Prison reform? Yeah, something like that. You know you put niggas in prison? Something like that. I, I would just go to R&B or some shit. I don't know. Just start singing? Yeah. Like, like just nobody, Spanish singing. Nobody's going to shoot an R&B Just the suavemente route. Just like, was the last nigga that got shot that was singing R&B? Well, I bet you that the last nigga that got shot involved shot involved with R&B beef, the shooter was the singer. R&B niggas are gangsters nowadays, bro. The These least... niggas is not soft at Ooh. all. R&B niggas? Ooh. Drake? <laughs> nah, I would like, But Drake would have probably had to get some shit handled. The only nigga I respect the R&B, uh, Ray J. He's a prophet. That's the only nigga you I respect, respect in R&B? I just mean, like, respect their gangster. They respect their gangster? Not necessarily the artistry. Jaheim? Jaheim. <laughs> 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 you see that picture of Jaheim? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that nigga, nigga had the quarantine bad, haircut before man. quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Why well, you been hitting that meth pipe or some shit? Yikes. Man. I respect Ray J and Trey Songs, man. Cisco? 
Y'all respect Cisco? Cisco, yeah. Is he, like, still in the game? Y'all respect Tori? Not as gangster. Um, like, nobody's ever been like, man, that nigga Cisco, you better watch what you say around him. No. <laughs> what about, like, uh, Six Black? Black? Nah, even, nah, you just seem like a chill-ass nigga to like to smoke and look after Bro, his kid, man. You don't have relationship trauma like that and able to articulate it if you're not a little bit toxic and problematic. Bro. That, that doesn't mean you're gangster, though. That just means you are not good at relationships. Yeah, you're right, but I don't know. And even Brish Brown, you know. Yeah. When, when Ludden, I don't necessarily respect this gangster. Because he bought his way into the gang, so like. And also, mm, uh, that's a different story for a different day. But, but did, yeah. didn't Takashi buy his way into a gang? Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. I was, about, I was going to say Little Wayne, but I didn't want, want Rafi to start crying when he hear this. Man. <laughs> like, like shit like that. That's Nobody talks about these other rappers doing that shit. And so Takashi is making y'all talk about it. And that's what I think is, again, one of these people that's advancing dialogue. Yeah. Like, he's going to make y'all talk about, like, man, listen, I ain't do shit that some of y'all niggas' favorite rappers didn't do. That's a fact. And just because them niggas held it and concealed it or hid it and concealed it and y'all didn't know is one thing. At least I'm being honest and telling y'all I snitch and y'all know the whole circumstances. Judge me how you want to, but at least I ain't try to hide it and be like, no, I'm still a real guy. That's, that's probably the number one thing I respect about him, if I could respect anything about him, is his openness. He doesn't hide or stray away from the facts about him. Maybe outside of that, uh, that shit he had with the little girl. I feel like he kind of dancing yeah, around that, that but other than that, ridiculous. I feel like the gangster shit, he... Yeah. Man, th th this whole situation is very interesting. If to me, if not for anything other than the the dialogue that happens around this shit, because he's going to make y'all talk about shit that y'all probably not really ready mm. to talk about. And it's going to be some shit that y'all going to have to like just evaluate and think about and sure. figure out. Um, so, yeah. Um, Couple other artist topics. Uh, the Luda versus Nelly battle happened this weekend. By the time y'all hear this, it would have already happened. So this is gonna be kind of cool to give our futuristic takes on <laughs> what we think the interwebs are gonna be saying. Mm. By the time y'all are listening to this, I can go first. I think that Nelly is going to win this battle based on public perception. Mm. I think that this is probably going to be the most entertaining and controversial in terms of who won or who didn't versus that we have gotten so far. Mm -hmm. And I also think it is probably going to be, yeah, probably the best, the, the best versus we've gotten so far okay. in terms of the entertainment value, in terms of the personalities, mm -hmm. the stories, the songs. All of that. I just hope these niggas don't have no goddamn technical difficulties. Please don't. Y'all, at this <laughs> point, please don't. Please don't. Just, um, like, watch the replay of Erica and Jill. <laughs> like, just do that. They did it the best as far as quality of audio. For sure. I'm trying to think back to my high school days. And I feel like when I was in school, I listened to more Ludacris. Because his shit hit harder. It was a little bit more, like, tougher. Especially some of the songs, and Nelly seemed always more pop friendly for the ladies. 
I feel like the pop friendly and for the ladies in these times <clears throat> where guys are more open to listening to more like mm. sing songy rap posted back then. I think Nelly he might he might get this one too. Yeah. Um, he has more universal appeal. And when hot in here and EI drops nigga <laughs> mm. I don't know what Ludacris is gonna answer. Like <laughs> what's your fantasy I don't know. Fantasy don't know. move bitch. So my prop, my mm. so the where it becomes tricky is I think that a lot of people's initial reaction is oh it's ludicrous right, mm-hmm. but the problem is when you think about both of those artists' peaks, Nelly's ludicrous, peak was yeah. probably a little bit higher. It was no problem. It was this one hundred percent. I think yeah. country grammar went diamond, nigga. Yeah, like Michael Jackson went diamond. <laughs> like, yeah, so like. like so the peak <laughs> is definitely in Nelly's favor, and I think that that's what people are forgetting yeah. because all he has to do is play songs from his peak, and those songs are yeah. going to hit people differently. The peak of Ludacris is damn near his movies. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that w- That's almost what made his acting so dope. It's like, oh, fuck, this nigga can rap and act kind of good, right? Like that's almost yeah. what made Luda a little bit more respected because like, to me, Ludacris is respected for his features. Like mm-hmm. he hops on some of the some of the most popular songs, um, and and uh, has some of the best guest verses. Now, if we want to do a guest versus battle, mm. shit, I might take I yeah. might take Luda in my starting three, honestly, <laughs> as solo artist. So or, I don't know the parameters that, of this battle or whatever. A feature artist, mm-hmm. give me Luda, give me Two Chains. And then this last one is so obvious. I don't know why you. Who? All right, all right, all right, young. Let me learn you. All right. <laughs> Little Wayne is number one. <laughs> Lil Wayne, Feature yeah, artist. yeah. Busta Rhymes, Busta is number C. two. It's like niggas. Before there was Little Wayne, there was Busta Rhymes. That is true. Busta Rhymes can kill anything from like the hood street shit to the like. Uh, <laughs> hotel nigga yeah. shit, and he could do the like soft like Mariah Carey shit for yeah. like Janet Jackson. And number three, that part I, I might uh, I have to think a little bit more about. But those are my top two off top. Wayne and Busta. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Ludacris would be in the top three. Ludacris got to be in the top three, bro. Two what, chains what are, is definitely in the top five too. Mm. Two chains is definitely in the top five. No, 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 I got it. Three Ooh. stacks. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, that's top okay. three. That's right top there. three. Yeah. Even though three stacks doesn't have the same quantity <laughs> as the first two, but his quality, quality, nigga. The quality. I think we have a consensus there. Yeah. Our, top three, <laughs> our top three is probably the same. Top five is probably. Because I'm throwing. You might be able to get Luda in the top five. I'll give you I'm that. I'm throwing Luda in two chains, four and five okay. after those top three. I don't. I can't. I'm not going to argue that. I, I'm I don't like that. Name. Most of those are Atlanta niggas, but whatever. <laughs> the what gods. Oh, mm. I guess Artemal mention will be J. Cole over the last maybe two or three years. You got to sustain He's been it smoking though. Smoking his features. Yeah, you do. You got to sustain and it. This nigga's always retired. So. And I will also say he only had one good year of amazing features. But we like three stacks being there. He only got about. Ten features, but like. No, all of his best verses are features, not his own songs. The reason why the reason why like 10 of them, think about this though the reason why three stacks is like one of the most 
uh, like in a lot of people's top five, top tens, is not because of his solo songs. It's because of his guest verses. Yeah. His guest verses are what elevate him. Jay, he got the Jay Elect mm. kind of thing on another level. Jay Elect yeah. got feature cred because of his individual verses in the bigger ecosystem of where he's at. Nah, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily comparable. But I'm very excited for this. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna have something to drink. Uh, I'm gonna have some dialogue. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna, man. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying. Very trying to figure out how to engage with internet. Like internet. I'm trying, bro. I'm trying. And it's. I, maybe I have like old school ADD. Maybe this is a new thing. Like I don't have the patience to just sit and scroll through things. And yeah. like, to me, it's so corny to just like, <laughs> like type words to people's pictures. You gotta the, start letting off them hot takes, man. Let the people come to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can do that. I know you got some. The other, I do. I do. The other tactic I've been using is uh, shout out to Maul from the Joe Budden podcast. I've been fucking up the algorithm. <laughs> so every time I go on. Like records. Yeah, I just like everything. Everything mm. that I see, except for ads, I just like everything. I go on the explore page and just like, 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 like. Hmm. And then I'll follow hashtags and like, 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 like. And then what happens is the random shit that pops up is so much more diverse. That's mm. what I've noticed. Because, like, usually <laughs> usually the shit that pops up is, like, other pods, like, women, mm. and, like, oh, music shit. On yeah, and, like, music shit. Yeah. But now that I started doing that, it's a lot more sports shit that pop up, like, random MMA fights, <laughs> like, pop up now, like... Mm random in, independent media folks with takes on shit pop up now so like yeah i, I fucks with that just just uh fucking the algorithm up hmm, okay um yeah so luda versus nelly uh i'm taking nelly in this one yeah, i think too. nelly's gonna win me too yeah um our last well not the last but another artist topic mm. is um, a lot of the hoteps and toxic niggas king future dropped an album this week and <laughs> yeah and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, mixed reviews on the album itself whatever it's mm. like for me I listen to it it's like high grade mid it's mm. the shit that I would probably prefer to pay for mm. <laughs> right but like yeah. it's not the Best exotic, but it's, it's high grade mid for the quarantine at least. More mixed mm. mixtape, right? Yeah, yeah that's a like lot of the songs we already heard. With that being said, he has some pretty good mixtapes too, so I don't know if that's a fair comparison. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I like the project in and of itself. Um, but what's tearing up the the interwebs is the fact that he mentioned Lori Harvey, his I guess rumored girlfriend. I think it's have either one of them confirmed it. Mm. That's a good point. So I feel like that don't really happen these days, though. Okay, well, I'm. <laughs> I guess this is where the old school in me comes out. You Neither might be one, the only I, nigga in these streets claiming your girlfriend yeah, these days. I personally have not seen or heard any <laughs> one of the alleged individuals within a relationship mm. make claim to it. So I'm not gonna put that Which on. Futures 
smart as our toxic king, you would never claim her. Because hey, no. if she started doing something crazy, you like, I, we was just kicking it. I don't know. All right, so time to advance the dialogue. So a lot of people are saying that, oh, my God, Future is in love. Lori <laughs> Harvey done changed him. He <laughs> is, you know, a reformed man. She got this man spitting bars about her. Oh, my God, look how... She done reversed the stereotype of changing a hoe into a housewife. <laughs> so he's the hoe. You know hoe. what I'm saying? So now he's the hoe. You know what I'm saying? He was for the streets. Now he's for her. All of this, right? In this time of women empowerment, I think it is okay. And it's like not mm. a bad thing for women to feel empowered in their individuality and their personality, being able to inspire the kind of change that I think a lot of them want to see in a lot of the men that they admire. Mm. Um, I think that in a lot of ways is empowering and mm. dope and like a very positive, positive, positive thing. Um, and I can't like downplay that at all, right? True. From that perspective. However. God damn, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I got headphones. <laughs> However, uh, the song that everybody is using as evidence to talk about this new quote-unquote future is mm. entitled accepting my flaws mm. right mm. it's the title of this Great song. title what i think that everybody is missing everyone is missing and the reason why toxic is our i mean toxic future is our toxic king <laughs> this is nicknamed toxic yeah and the reason why future is our toxic uh king is the song that came on three songs before. Okay, what you got? In this playlist. The song is called Too Comfortable. Mm, okay? I remember that song. The song starts by saying, bitch, don't get too comfortable. <laughs> mm. And for those of us who have studied the toxic principles, who have seen the Bible of toxicity, and at one point or another have practiced <laughs> those of us who are able those of us with eyes to see mm. understand that the song to Lori Harvey is not accepting my flaws <laughs> the song to Lori Harvey is actually track 13 called mm. too comfortable mm. now That is controversial. That's the, that, that may not be um, what most folks would like to think. Yeah. But let's look at the pattern of behavior here. Mm. Is Lori Harvey the first person that he has mentioned by name in a song in professing his love? I mean, no. Is Accepting My Flaws the best future song dedicated to one of his baby moms or anyone that he's fucking? No. No. That might just be an excuse for him to behave the way he behaves. It also which may will be lead a him trend. to make songs like "Don't Get Comfortable." It also may be a trend. It may be a pattern of behavior. Mm. It may be <laughs> just like a pattern, right? <laughs> so if we're gonna look at patterns, Lori's time is gonna be coming up here True. pretty soon. And I, She's gonna do something to break his heart, or he's gonna do something to fuck it up. And we're going to get sure. a great album out of it. And I guess if he was <laughs> coming in love, <laughs> he would make the song Accepting Her Flaws. Thank you. That was my other point. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you said that. That yeah. was going to be my other point. 
how many future songs has he put women on pedestals for allowing him to be a fuck nigga? That is not nothing new, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that is not a new sign that future is in love. No. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> if you're looking for a sign of change and development and growth in a man, it's going to be in a sentiment that you've never seen him express before. And him saying that she accepts my flaws, oh my God, that's so cool, is not... A... He expects women to do that shit. Exactly. At this point... Like, you know how many baby mamas he got. You know how... It's about to be double digits, nigga. It's about to be double digits. you're fucking with Future... Come on. You know. Come <laughs> you know on. Come on. You know what it was when you signed up. Honestly, you, exactly. at this point, you did. So, like... Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going to buck against the common sentiment. This man ain't in love. He's in a pattern. Mm. Mm. I'm pretty sure the song Trophy, which is his best love song towards a woman, is mm. about Sierra. And we see where their relationship is right now. True, true. So, like, let's just relax. Everybody, relax. We're going to get a dope uh, niggas. You toxic niggas out there, we're going to get a dope album. Probably summer 2021 when we can actually mm. go back outside and mm. niggas can go to Miami without no fucking face mask. That's mm. probably when your shit is going to drop. But for now, we're going to have to deal with this. And it's, I mean, it's great. I still like it. The album yeah. was good. I like the album. Shout out to Future being another, another nigga that uh, by being himself creates conversation around his choices and his views like Boosie. Yeah, another thing too though, I, I, I actually give Future a little bit more credit because a lot of the things that, I feel like a lot of views that people attribute to Future are just that, attributions. Like he ain't mm. never really confirmed or said publicly his stance on a lot of the views that people attribute to him. True. Boosie has, True. right? Like Boosie has clearly stated where he lands on a lot of lines. I think for Future, he does a lot of low-key trolling and perpetuating a lot of these things but like mm. if you look at it the only thing that i've ever heard him say about certain shit is yo i don't want a parent online and who the fuck can be smart? mad at that yeah. <laughs> right like yeah. if that's his only state that's the only statement i've ever heard him say that wasn't future shit mm. and that's like i ain't mad at that so like to me that's a big that's a very thick line between Boosie and Future is like a lot of the shit about Future we have kind of just made up and put on him and created this persona for him and he a lot of times maybe feeds into that a little bit but yeah yeah I can't like put certain shit on him for sure for sure sure I don't know good point any other music topics. Oh, all of the new music that came out. <laughs> I was just about to say. The fuck? Only thing I've listened to is the Polo G shit, yeah. uh, which yeah. is hard. I got the album of the week. You def I'll give yeah, him that. Polo G for sure. Yeah. Uh, I thought going in, it was going to be the future album, but mm -hmm. no, Polo G definitely surprised me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, just the right amount of songs. They're all pretty quality songs. Good, good balance of the new nigga singing shit and the mm -hmm. hard drill Chicago-like shit. Mm -hmm. Um, I fucked with it a lot. That was a pleasant surprise because I had, I felt like I just learned about him maybe two, three weeks ago from you <clears throat> to just like get into his music and listen to it. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Maybe because my expectations were lower. Yeah. Or I didn't have any, but I, I liked it. I fucked with it. I'm going to be hanging that all week. For sure. And he's from Chicago. And he's from up here. Off oh, real? Yeah, he's from up north. Oh, gang gang. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to him. 
I did not listen to the Roy Wood shit. How was that? <laughs> it's cool. I see why Roy Woods is the most, or the least spoke about nigga in OVO. I'll just say that. I mean, besides the other niggas that's in OVO that we actually don't know her in it, I think you might be right. <laughs> well, I mean, he's the only nigga that releases albums constantly that nobody talks about in OVO. I mean, is it because it's like OVO mid? Or is it music industry mid? Like, is He there sounds a like a great value version of everybody else. Not sounds like, but like, I, when Damn. he makes his Caribbean like island music, it sounds like a great value version of a uh, party next door. So why? When he makes his like, is he a writer? Sing songy, rappy. Of course, by default, he's gonna sound like a great value Drake because Drake right. is Drake. Right. But yeah, and especially being an OVO, you had that mm-hmm. expectation too. And I think the fact that this nigga—I don't know if he still has this—but like, he had the Florida uh, Evans uh, Afro. So like that, like I don't know if it's like swag is. Where it needs to be to draw fans in. It doesn't have any, he doesn't really you. have anything about him. It makes him stand out personally. I got like Tory Lanez can draw people in now that we know about his uh, personality. I don't. Hey yo, are those twists that Tory got? Is that weave? <laughs> no, that nigga have weave here. <laughs> he got the. I know you got one the, of the most famous hairline people. Apparently, <laughs> he been growing his shit out. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw a picture of him with oh, some like shit. little twists or little braids or something. Yeah, I that but one. the braids looked fine, but the mm. roots mm. still look George Jefferson, bro. Hit him with the Fetty Wap. Yeah, it okay. was not little Stevie Wonder with the dreads. <laughs> like a motherfucker. But it's fine. <laughs> Shout out to Tori. Uh, who the fuck is this kid, Nav, bro? Who is this brown bro? Did he release some shit? Yes. Because he he, mentioned them all. I didn't know he I feel like, them. so I think he released the album a week or two ago, mm. but uh, he also released a deluxe version of Good Intentions, which I think is his most recent album. Um, oh, it's it's double album. It's double. It's a double album. See, I feel like I mostly know him from like, I think features or collaborations. I don't really know him from like, Listening to his solo shit, and I think up until like maybe two years ago, I thought him and um, Belly were the same person. I'll <laughs> let you know this: Nav is one I of those people Billy. that I have no idea who they are, but I probably heard a song. Mm-hmm. From you definitely them. got some radio shits. Um, and I'm actually kind of interested in diving into this album because mm. I'm looking at some of the features: Quavo, Lil Duke. Uh, motherfucking Thug, Future, Trav, Uzi, Gunna, Pop Smoke, Thug, Don Tolliver, Dirk. Like, these are all of the features that all I feel like I would have heard yeah. about. And I legitimately, I don't think, can name one song from this guy. So, like, yeah, I, I, I want to I listen to this. Um, listeners out there, don't clown me because I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Please. <laughs> Was there any other good music that came out? I fuck with that Roe James song with uh, Brandy, if you are in. It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is good. That, one's, that was a good one. That one was good. The Tory, Tory's R&B song, Temperature I Rising. That one. That I thought it was bang. a single from the last album. It was something different. I think it's something different, yeah. Okay. But that shit bang. Party and Trippy Red dropped a song that was actually pretty good. Okay. This is yeah. the first Trippy Red song that I saw was by Trippy Red, and I actually still click play on it. You don't fuck with Trippy Red? I've heard Trippy Red songs that I didn't try to hear. They were in. <laughs> I never pressed play on the Trippy uh, Red song. It would come up on the playlist or something. But I've yeah. literally never listened to any of his shit. I can't you gotta, tell you a Trippy Red song right You got now. a couple of songs I fuck with, man. I like that uh, song with him and Russ. 
And that's a Panga song. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. I probably know exactly what song you're talking about, but don't know the name, don't know the artist. You're almost 30, man. You yeah, know I don't know, He's getting man. out of touch. You listen to Deontay Hitchcock? No. <laughs> Why not? I, did, I, just, I didn't get to it. It's decent. I didn't get to it. It's decent. I feel like this was a um, like a lot of surprise good shit. Like mm-hmm. A lot of the shit that I was expecting to be good maybe wasn't so much. And a lot of the shit that maybe I wasn't privy to was actually like, no, yeah, this is mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, it wasn't like any major, major artists that came out. So I think it made you more open to listen to like some of the non-major artists or up-and-coming artists that you yeah. might have not listened to otherwise. Some of the other shit. Um, I don't know if you listen to who is this? Uh, Nick Hakim. Nah, I can't say that I have. I would. I Rapper? would. I would give that a browse. Nick Hakim. Nick All Hakim. Right. Yeah, get out of get out of listen. See what you think. Right. Dope ass album art too. All right. Um, all right. What else do we have here? Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to all of the graduates. Uh, that have to graduate online, man, it's fucked up, but congratulations to y'all. Um, you know, a couple of people that I had in, in some of my programs at work graduated this year. Um, <clears throat> graduation season is a big deal. You know, it's a signal, signal of a lot of hard work that you put in over four, if not more, years. Um, so a huge shout out on this accomplishment. Um, and it's fucked up that you had to do it in the quarantine, but you know what I'm saying? You're still going to get that degree, so it is what sure. it is. That's all good matter. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, athletes and celebrities are losing their shit. <laughs> have you noticed this? Have you seen this? Have you, have you noticed uh, this? This is more so than normal? Uh, I, would, I would say so. Okay. I think so. What's your example? So there were a couple of NFL cornerbacks who were who have arrest warrants out for robberies. Okay. Um, yeah. Some like I work with somebody, and he when he be sometimes when he's talking to me, I don't know what the fuck he was talking about because a lot of times he doesn't include all the context. Yeah. So I thought this was like people that get, just got drafted going into the NFL. No. These are people in the NFL. These are. NFL, like, damn near veterans almost. See, I should have, I niggas should have negotiated some contracts right. better. Look at you now. <laughs> but apparently, both of the people who have warrants out have, like, over 50 witness statements that say they weren't there. <laughs> so it's like, we're not there. <laughs> we're not at the robbery, at the what? scene of the robbery. So it's like, there's so many questions. Like, huh. why do 50 people know where you were in quarantine? That's clearly over the social distancing limit. That's number one. Number two, how do you get mistaken for being in a crime as a high-profile NFL player somewhere you wasn't yeah. at and being forced to turn yourself into... Like, it's just a fucking lot. Uh, I don't know if y'all have seen the fucking Blueface baby trip, uh, uh, baby mama drama. He wasn't... I wasn't a celebrity tripping, though. That was... Well, I don't know exactly what happened, so let me shut the fuck up. But I did see her trying to fuck up his shit. It's... Artists, entertainers, celebrities, athletes, anybody who has uh, an intensive job that requires them to be away from home for extended periods of time, they're struggling right now. Mm. It's a lot of people kind of losing their shit. 
Jay Cutler got divorced, and him and his his ex wife is going through some wild shit. And just the fact that they're breaking up over his laziness as a fucking NFL quarterback, a multi concussed NFL quarterback. Like, is I'm like pretty a sure he brought thing. more money into that relationship than she did. So it's how is he it's lazy? just. I don't know what it is, but I think that folks who are inclined to be athletes um, who are also entertainers, and my mind, athletes are entertainers, sure. but like entertainment industry type folks, I don't know what it is, man, but I just feel like there is some sort of drive to be in motion. There's a law of inertia here where like, mm. as long as you're continuing to move the train and you're at least subconscious continues to move, so like mm. it's always chugging, and once you get uh, in the habit of that type of life and, and way of operation, when that shuts down, mm. um, your body and your mind doesn't stop trying to compensate for that. So, like, sure. it's always going to try to, you know yeah. what I'm saying, try to chug some shit out. So, I, I guess that's my explanation. Others would say uh, that the planets are back in Gatorade, so that <laughs> might have something to do with it. Um, some, like, some like what is it? Sagittarius is in Gatorade. What is it? You asking the wrong person. Uh, some some about the stars I really have a mind. I really know my retrograde. Story. That's what it is. Retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> Boosie is in metrograde. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's what he should say. That's what he should say. Little Boosie is in Gatorade, man. I don't know what to tell you. Um, all right. Um, another big topic. This is another good one. Um, and I think this is a, a self-made pod special. This is a good one for us to talk about. And I think it's probably going to lead into other conversations later on. But um, during the quarantines, folks have been looking to uh, either supplement or find alternative means of income. Um, and a lot of folks have turned to different platforms. A lot of folks have... You know, started YouTube channels, uh, started vlogs, uh, started podcasts, um, started all types of content creation methods. Other folks have started things like OnlyFans. Mm. Um, and I think, you know. OnlyFans coming soon. OnlyFans coming soon. Uh, uh, Self-man pot OnlyFans. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> that is very nasty. I will not be participating. I don't know about this brother right here. Listen, uh, we'll just say OnlyFans coming soon. Time's that's not that tough say. for me. <laughs> that's all I would say but um, times are tough for some other folks and sure. you know for some people uh, OnlyFans is a great way to make some somewhat is that passive income oh damn we just stumbled yeah. into a topic is OnlyFans a passive income you have to it definitely is is it though yeah but you have to do something well in order for any income to be passive you have to set it up is not like but you can't no. make i guess if you make one video and cash out and like that's all you ever do that's one thing but if you're not doing that like if you invest in stocks you have to find a stock and invest in them at the right time or sell them at the right time but then that's the end of it no it's not yes it is you either in at order, that point you either lose ooh, or you with stocks you got to keep buying to get that uh uh shit I get what you're saying, but you have to keep buying to be in it, and once you stop buying, you're out of it. So like, it's not necessarily. I mean, it's it's passive in a sense where you aren't physically the one doing the work that creates the Maybe income. Maybe we should start with the definition of passive. What's your there definition? We go. 
I mean, to me, the definition of passive income is something that continues to be profitable without you necessarily having to put time and energy into creating the means of profit. Right. So like, for example, you can be an investor, a silent investor. Mm -hmm. That's passive income because you're not involved with the day to day. You don't have anything to do with it. You're just making money off of it by being involved and putting your money up with like the startup costs, for example. To me, uh, OnlyFans isn't passive income because you consistently have to create content in order to generate income. Unless you're mm. somebody like a Kim K or some super famous person that can literally put out one thing and hold that hostage for millions of dollars, right? Like that, to me, that's passive income. Mm. That was a one-time activity that you can now leverage for a lot of money. To me, uh, uh, OnlyFans is gonna be active income. Like you gotta, you, you gotta maintain that. You gotta sustain it. So, if, uh, speaking to Kim K, so like the tape she made with Ray J, once they made that and put that out, passive income. Passive income. So if you just make a bunch of classics and great hits, with, like say you made like five fire videos on your OnlyFans and everybody wants to see them. Well, that's the thing. They can't become classics instantly. They have to well, be revered. They have to go viral. On, okay. Right? <laughs> it has to go viral. True. I don't necessarily mean, I guess I should have used a different word. Like, say, some woman that's highly sought after as people want to see do some unsavory acts, right? It's fine. We could say it. Beyonce talked about it in the verse. She <laughs> so said Beyonce. It. Beyonce might start an OnlyFans, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That so let's use crazy. that. Let's that's use that example. Bro, do you understand that all she has to do is twerk? You're on the island, brother. I'm not speaking. Are you? Do you understand though how much money she can make from a twerk video from the concert she already did two years ago? Do you understand that? What I'm saying. What I'm saying is she could legitimately release that content on her OnlyFans, and that would be passive income because she didn't have to do anything new for that. But for the masses, for most folks, they're going to have to consistently create content in order to generate uh, income from OnlyFans. For most folks, yes. But, like, if you just make a lot of material at one time and just gradually release it, you've only worked for those, like, what, say you did this in two weeks. If you know how to do it right, it'll be passive. I guess it's sure. the difference with OnlyFans. Either you're hustling or you're doing, like, the passive shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, sure. And it definitely depends on what type of situation so, you're in for getting to your question. Or. If you were to do an OnlyFan, are you trying to do like some hot fire, a few videos, or are you trying to be consistent and take it on as like a second job? I am because the OnlyFans is coming soon, so barely people want to know what kind of listen, content. Listen, I'll, I'll say this: I am barely handling this podcast <laughs> as a second job. Just. You're not even getting paid. Yeah, and definitely not generating passive or otherwise type of income from this (laughs) shit. Um, So I'm going to have to say, me personally, my personal content on OnlyFans probably isn't coming soon. Mm. But I will say I am more than uh, willing uh, to manage anyone Mm. who is thinking about a career uh, launch or a career in a platform like OnlyFans, I'm more than happy to help consult and manage and, you know, give some pointers, suggestions. And then you already got a casting couch camera or something. <laughs> we only got one camera. That's the pod mm. camera. I don't have enough cameras mm. to, to multi-purpose. 
Um, so yeah, there's that. But uh, the big question is: Is it weird for a couple to do an OnlyFans? See Safari and Erica Mena. They aren't doing one together though. They're doing individuals, right? Or they? So that's the thing. Should you do a couple? So, as a couple, if you're gonna do an OnlyFans, yeah. should it be separate or should it be joint OnlyFans account? I feel like with guys though, most women aren't willing to pay to see it. So you're gonna be dealing probably with a lot of gay men. So like, I don't know how. Does it matter though? If you're oh no, that doesn't fan, matter. But I'm say, just saying like, how's your girl gonna look at you? How's your how's your girl gonna look at you if gay men find you attractive? Because like, I feel like when you think of people OnlyFans, part of it is interaction. And I don't know people make hustles like selling personal videos. So if your nigga is like talking to other men like, oh yeah, bro, I got you on this jack off video. How are you? and your girl is like. Oh yeah, baby. I'm, I got you. <laughs> I'm bringing out the big dildo for I you, see whatever. What you're like, saying. I like, see what you're saying. How maybe, you, what are those conversations gonna look like? Maybe at a certain level, like a Safari and Erica, you don't necessarily have to interact on that level with fans. True. Maybe we're talking you about can most simply, people, though. Right. The well, that's, that's hustling. Thing. So, all right. So, for people that's hustling, then I guess you just gotta choose whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with in your relationship. <laughs> Uh, um, I want to hear the woman's take on if they cool with their man having an OnlyFans. Yeah. What if your OnlyFans is as a man is only subscribe as a straight man is only subscribed to by gay men? I don't. I, I mean, just, just then that yeah. in and of itself, I don't think it's problematic. Nah. But how women would look at you for mm-hmm. tailoring your OnlyFans to the people who buy your content mm-hmm. would be very, very interesting. Yeah. That would be an interesting conversation. Those are the type of conversations I feel like would come up that would give people pause, but they might not necessarily think about going into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I agree. Yeah. I think that's damn near it, man. There's a couple other things I want to get to, but these are all extensive conversations that I want to have, <laughs> and I don't think we got the time for that. Mm, Let's see. Yeah. I do want to give, um, yeah, no. Yeah, no, that's it. I think, it's, I think this like is a good spot. Yeah. I think this is a good spot. Um, let's see, you want to do some Florida man to get up out of here? Of course. Florida man. Hey, what was the what was the special Florida man shout out that was on the story this week? Uh, the nigga that was at the airport wilding, butt ass nigga yelling about a bomb. That shit was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, all right, here we go. This works. This definitely works. Florida man bit on the tongue by a rattlesnake he tried to kiss. So, Mm. I don't know if y'all know this, but rattlesnakes are poisonous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's a different type of tongue kissing to be doing, you know. Anyway, um, Putnam County resident Ron Reynold. Uh, was taken to a local hospital in critical condition on whatever day that was. Um, he had been drinking and handling a snake and tried to kiss it and got bit on the tongue um, or in the face. Huh. Um, his friends said, you know, he was just acting silly, you know. I, yeah. I guess he said he could kiss the devil and get away with it, but 
Evidently, he couldn't. Um, he was bitten by an eastern diamondback rattlesnake, mm. um, one of only 16 venomous species of rattlesnakes in the United States. Yeah. It's also illegal to keep a rattlesnake in Florida without a license. So this is... That's the most surprising thing about the story. Well, the thing is, that because he wasn't license. arrested or anything, I'm assuming this was a wild rattlesnake that mm. they fucking found. Hanging out, getting drunk off of Natty Lights in the fucking swamp of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, goddamn it, I'm gonna kiss it. Only, I feel like the only place outside of Florida where I could imagine this happening as far as someone getting bitten in the tongue by a snake is like India, because I don't know them niggas be fucking with the cobras out there. Yeah. But, like, but also, are cobras. Yes. Yes, they are. I mean, cobras are definitely poisonous, I know. And they're more poisonous than fucking rattlesnakes. That Mm -hmm. I also know. But are they... Are are random citizens fucking with cobras? Or is it trained... Trained snake charmers fucking with cobra? Can you really ever train a wild animal, though? Like... Oh, for sure, and especially in... You saw what happened to Joe Exotica when he was trying to make yeah, that Yeah, but he's not video. an indigenous person. When you're talking about these indigenous cultures who have, like, deeper relationships all, with, like, the land don't and... Don't disrespect hillbillies like that. No, fuck them niggas. They, niggas that's live in Appalachian bro. Mountains are indigenous that's to me. That's different. And, but even then, there's examples of relationships that they have. You ever seen a motherfucking swamp nigga? Ooh. Have you ever seen a swamp person, like... Spearfish or like you say a swamp nigga, a swamp nigga, (laughs) swamp niggas episode title. But no, have you ever seen like a swamp person like fish with their hands or like catfish with just straight up their hands? Mm -hmm. Like they've adapted to be able to have a relationship with the animals and wildlife in that true in their culture. So it's not different. But that is not the same thing as having a relationship with a motherfucking poisonous snake that can kill you. And you're a random person with no experience ch- charming them. <laughs> that's that's so different. That's so different, man. Shout out to what's his name? Ron. Ronald. Ronald Reynold. And that's it, man. This is this has been another episode of the self-medicated podcast. Getting better and better, I say. This was a good pod. I like this one. Short and sweet, shorter than uh, the other ones that we've had, but I feel like we we covered some dope tings. Again, huge shout out to all of the dope pods out there all of the young individual young creatives um making content and especially in the quarantines even if you fall off after this shout out to y'all for keeping us entertained here and now yeah shout out to y'all man any other any other last words last thoughts nah man i just appreciate all the black podcasts that have been showing love and following us and the ones we've been following is Nice to see with some nice size community out there that I didn't know about. At all, man. We've been getting a lot of love. A lot, a lot of fucking love. Uh, Let me see. Shout out to Corporate Thuggin Podcast. Shout out to what's some of the other Cannons Podcast, Millennial Women Podcast. Shout out to all y'all, man. Mm -hmm. There's so many dope podcasts out here. I'm, I'm the type of person that I listen to, like, at this point in my life, I have a rotation of podcasts. Yeah. So, like, each day it's almost like a show, right? So, like, every day I have mm-hmm. a, a featured podcast that I listen mm-hmm. to. Um, but because of all of these dope podcasts that's been showing love and following us and that we've been following, I, I'm now starting to have, like, multiple podcasts a day that I want to listen to, which is dope as fuck because 
Some of y'all shit is kind of lit. Some of y'all shit is yeah. trash. I'm not gonna lie. Some yeah. of y'all shit is trash. <laughs> and like, keep going through quarantines because it's probably nothing else to do. But shortly thereafter, stop. But some of y'all shit is actually that pretty pod beef. <laughs> no, some of y'all shit is actually lit. Uh, ain't no beef over here. I'm just being okay, real. I was gonna say names from names, brother. Hold nah, them out. So, y'all that know, smoke. Listen, y'all know who you are. Maybe mm. that should be the next segment. It's people who should stop after quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> like, do it now. Get some, like, get get have a hobby. System. Yeah. But, like, learn. Now's a good time to learn that this ain't for you. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> this is a good time. But, yeah, man. Shout out shout out to, to all of y'all. As always, subscribe, leave a review wherever you are listening to this. This is the Self-Medicated Podcast. Follow us on all platforms. At the Self Med Pod, the Self Medicated Podcast, just search that shit. You'll find us. Ask Alexa, uh, ask Google, ask Siri. Everybody knows about us, uh, except for Title until we, <laughs> except for Title until we get on Title. Yeah, everybody knows about us. That's the new. Uh, that's the new. I'm kind of a big deal. Everybody knows about us. As always, I am your host, The Wayfair, a.k.a. Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss, here with the captain of the igloo, young, popular, friendly, a.k.a. The Box Hunter, a.k.a. One Pop Poppy. Yeah, the self-made pod. We out. points or arguments you want to make about choice statements about Beyonce you can reach them at waythefair at instagram.com I'm not going to have any everybody wants to see a Beyonce OnlyFans what? I don't you don't want to see a Beyonce OnlyFans? alright in the pot you respect black woman cut it down cut it down cut it down (laughs) (laughs) okay